This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon, this is Front Row on The Bigger Picture and I'm Juliet Jacobs. The late Brian Friel was considered one of the best-known Irish playwrights of his generation and his first play, Philadelphia Here I Come, premiered in Dublin on the 28th of September 1964. It ran on Broadway for over 320 performances and earned several Tony Award nominations and the play explores themes like new beginnings, emotional escapism, memory, nostalgia and more. So the play has been adapted for the local stage and is currently being staged over at KL Pack, and I'm going to find out more about it from Omar Ali, who works in dramaturgy and development at the Actors Studio. Welcome, Omar. How are you today? Hi, Julian. Thank you. It's, it's awesome to be here again. You know, after so long. Yes, <laughs> so yeah, nice, nice to be chatting with you again. Yeah, thank yeah. you for having me here. It's, it's great to be here. Thank you. Sorry, Sorry and I, I've been well. How are you been? Okay, not too bad, not too bad. I'm happy mm. to to restart front row again. You know, we were quiet for over a year and now that all the performances are back, we also thought we need to come back as well and, and try to support in our own way. So happy to have you on the show as well and happy to see that, you know, uh, so many more performances are, are taking place and I was going to ask you, you know, how have things been, you know, in, in terms of uh, the performing arts? How has it been for you? Uh, well, that's the thing. I got to say, we're, A, we're very happy to have you guys back because suddenly now, because I think after two years, I think, you know, there's this sudden, this everything, you know, everyone wants to do everything at the same time, you know, because I think everyone's like, oh, okay, here's our chance. Yeah. So now suddenly everything's happening at the same time. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, and, and then there's this sort of sort of uh, anxiety, you know, will people come, you know, how comfortable people watching uh, shows at this time. So there, there's that. And also, I think, um, you know, there were, there were concerns of, you know, hey, you know, because, because I think that, you know, the borders are open as well for so long. And I think a lot of people are like, hey, I want to get out. You know, I want to go and travel. So, so I think, yeah, uh, with that and the concerns, you know, of, of in everything getting pricier and things like that. So, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of those concerns. But happily, it's been very encouraging. And uh, it's, a, it's wonderful. Uh, like one of the things that, you know, like me does, I mean, you know, I'm working in KL Bank. Because it's been, you know, it's it's this community sort of center, and it's been empty for the past two years, and it's been dreadful, <laughs> to, mm. to be honest. Mm. But it's so wonderful. I mean, like the other day, one weekend, you know, you know, I went to work, and you know, you see a lot of people around. You see this sort of there was there was this orchestra playing in the garden outside, oh, and okay. it was just such a wonderful feeling of of like, oh wow, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, we're going to to. To bounce back, and hopefully people will come back and, and you know uh, and watch shows again. And and you know as as Carol Pack is sort of you know sort of working towards you know welcoming uh, people home, the audiences home. It's nice, a sort of return to normalcy, right? I mean, what we've been craving. And I think, you know, you don't know what you have until you don't have it anymore. So I think people are really like, okay, those two years, I'm really going to make up for it now, or hopefully anyway. Now that is true. I mean, like, I myself, you know, have been missing like live shows because. I mean, we, I mean, we've been watching things on screen, you know, almost most of the time for two years. And, you know, I mean, it has to be said, there's nothing like being there, watching something live, you know, watching something happening right there, that 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 moment, you know, it's it's nothing like that, you know, um, nothing beats beats that, I feel. And it's so good to, to be able to to do that and to, to experience that once again, really. Okay, and really excited, of course, to hear. And then there's a lot of things happening at KLP, but we want to talk uh, to, about, um, you know, Philadelphia, here I come today. So uh, you are the dramaturg for this particular play. But before we get into that, maybe we can just talk a little bit about what the play is about. So as I mentioned, it was uh, it was written by Brian Friel, you know, it was one of, uh, you know, his first and most famous plays. Um, what is the basic uh, premise of this story? 
Okay, well, so uh, in in uh, I guess our version of Philadelphia Here I Come, you know, uh, it's been adapted by Joe Hashem, um, OEM, um, our uh, artistic director of uh, director studio of of Cal Bank, and and I mean he he did this adaptation a long time ago, I think, for his first staging of this, you know. Um, um, all those years ago. So in this version, in, in uh, Joe Hashem's uh, adaptation of Here, uh, Here I Come, so it is set in Shiraz, Kiel, in 1997, in the home of um, S.B. Tan, played by Patrick Teo, uh, mini-mart proprietor, where he lives uh, with lifelong family friend and helper, Manji uh, Esa, played by Dr. Perry American, okay. uh, and his son, Daniel, or Danny, for sure. So the story really revolves, uh, or, or rather follows uh, Danny really on his basically his last night in KL uh, before he leaves for Philadelphia uh, the next morning. Yeah. So the, the whole show is in, in the span of those those few hours left before he goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, he's not going on holiday. You know, <laughs> to Philadelphia, he's migrating there. Yeah. Uh, so in a way, it's a it's a story of uh, possibly the last goodbye um but the cool thing is you know and, and what you know how how uh brian Friedel wrote this the genius of, of his writing was that uh danny the character of uh danny is basically re- represented by two separate uh characters uh on stage which is uh, danny public uh played by jun Dio, and danny private uh, by nagel zagaria so it, it's a kind of like a, a so we get to see kind of his ego and his id so we get to see the the things that he uh, you know said or did or he says or, or does, as well as the things that he perhaps wanted to uh, but didn't. Um, and in my opinion, it's it's a beautiful mix of words spoken and unspoken, uh, and we get to see how this plays out in all all the relationships uh, in the play. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the, the gist of it. Yeah, and I think for me, what mm. I've uh, I've not seen the play before, and I've not uh, I, actually this is the first time I was hearing about it. I mean, I've heard the name, but never really read about it. And it was so interesting that there is two people playing the public versus the private persona, isn't it? And that must be such an interesting uh, concept as well to play on stage. And I'm sure the actors have to go through a lot, uh, you know, to to collaborate to to give you know compelling and sort of realistic performances of the same person while doing it separately. That must be something as well, isn't it? Oh, it certainly is, and it was such a pleasure to see you know the two actors work that work that out. Yeah. You know, like, in, in a way, sort of, sort of, uh, you know, be being in one mind, you know, and and you know, sort of embody sort of the same character, but at the same time, you know, and this is this is the key part as well. You know, uh, even though they are one person, they are very, you know, in a sense, they are very different, yeah. and which is so beautiful. Which is which I think, perhaps, you know, uh, I think it's universal, but I think perhaps also quite. Uh, relevant to to perhaps uh, a more Malaysian culture, right? You know, where there's this sort of you know you gotta be polite, you gotta be nice, you gotta be respectful, but on the inside, you know, there's this sort of burning like, oh, you know, <laughs> only you can say the things that I want to say, you know, yeah. like you know, so so yeah, that that that, that kind of uh, 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 that kind of sort of aspect. So, but it's it's you know it's been a wonderful experience seeing them sort of working through that because it is a very it's a very tricky thing to do, you know, and and I gotta say that you know it is a very tricky play to sort of play around with, mm-hmm. you know, because of uh, all these different um, aspects of the play, all, all these elements. Um, but it's been a joy to to witness them sort of work through that together. Okay. Yeah, and you know, besides the fact that this is staged in in Malaysia, well, this is set in Malaysia in Shiraz and all of that. Are mm-hmm. there many other differences between the original and and this and Joe's um, adaptation? 
Oh, quite a lot, actually. You know, it, it's quite amazing if you ask me what we've done. Because um, a lot of the cultural references, you know, um, a lot of, that's the thing. I, I guess the, the obvious ones would be cultural references, you know, like places, uh, things, uh, how we describe things, so, you know, the things we like, um, the, our phrases. But more importantly, yeah, as it mentioned, phrases, also the language, you know, um, because it's very Irish. Like, uh, I don't know if this is a, is a term, but it's, it's, very, it's kind of like it's deep Irish, uh, you know, uh, in a sense. Um, and, and which... You know, when I was going through, when I was, you know, researching the original script, you know, I also realized that you know, a lot of these things, a lot of these references, a lot of these, um, uh, and not just that, even the prosody, even the, you know, even the syntax of sentences, um, for, you know, for, I guess, non-Irish speakers, it's, it's, it's quite foreign and it's quite difficult to understand. And this is where I think, uh, you know, Joe's done a great job in adapting it so that, you know, because I think the, the, the primary thing is so that the, the audience can sort of get those cultural references and get those, you know, understand what is being said or what is meant, you know, um, in a more rapid pace rather than thinking, oh, what does that mean, you know? So, um, and that also helps uh, the actors, of course, in, in terms of, of conveying um, their, their message and, yeah, so a lot of those uh, changes in language as well, which which I appreciate uh, very much. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine it makes it a lot more relatable to the to our local audiences, perhaps, right? Uh, for sure. Yeah, and and you know, and, and you know, this wonderful sprinkling of uh, Malaysianisms, you know, uh, which you know, which is really well, I think, with the you know, with the the uh, the story uh, that that is being conveyed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and talk to me, you know, about your role as the dramaturg, you know, so this is, and that must be quite tough because this is like a very well-known play. It's been staged so much. Um, you know, talk to me a little bit about your role uh, in this particular staging. Uh, well, I mean, to be honest, you know, uh, to be fair, like uh, a lot of a lot of my work, I mean, textually, you know, um, has been done, you know, by Joe, uh, <laughs> you know, through his adaptation. Uh, I mean, because, because, you know, to do any kind of adaptation, you must, you know, you must, uh, know the dramaturgy of the, the play for you to, to adapt to, to you know to to adapt accordingly. Um, so uh, so in that sense, uh, my job in this production really is to uh, assist and support them and what drives the line, the character, you know. Um, but basically, it's it's you know um, all the things that every good member of the production ought to be doing themselves anyway, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you know the you know I mean basically things like you know what's driving the line, you know our character or the whole story arc character you know so things like that you know so so um in a way uh, you know i was sort of assisting sort of making sense uh let me put it this way sort of you know um joe has already built this bridge mm-hmm. um in, in in the script so in a way i'm sort of like you know assisting them or sort of guiding them through that bridge of, mm-hmm. of you know the irishisms um and the uh, the malaysianisms in that sense yes okay. so keeping them on track in that sense That's would that be accurate Kind of, uh, yeah, yeah. In a way, yes, yes, yeah. Okay. For sure, for sure. Yes. I'm, I'm just curious to know, Omar. I mean, you know, so clearly you've studied this play as well, and, and um, you know, what is it about the story, the, the presentation of it? What is it that you love so much about it? What speaks to you personally? Oh, for me, it's how, uh, how, how relatable it is, how real it is. I mean, I mean, I mean like I mentioned, you know. Um, because of the ego and the air, because of public and private, you know, there, there is this sort of like the things spoken and unspoken, you know, and I feel like, I, th- I think a lot of people can relate to that. Like, there's so many 
many instances in our, in our lives where you know we, we want to express things or we want to communicate. I mean, going to you know communication, you know, that's 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 the beauty of communication, you know, in itself, right? I mean, sometimes we think we communicate, but quite often, you know, it's you know, communication is an, an attempt to connect, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but not necessarily connecting. You know, it doesn't work like you know dropping files on you know on computers or whatever. It's, it's not that kind of information sharing. But it's always an attempt, you know, and I think that's also part of, of the beauty of theater, which is which is a reflection of the beauty of, this, of of the of human relationships. You know, we try, you know, but we quite often we fail, you know, and then and then um, and then all those things in between, mm. you know, and and what I love about this play is that it really explores that. I mean, I mean like you know, you mentioned some of the themes like memory, or faulty memory, you know, or what we think is right, what we think is uh, true. Uh, what we think is correct, what we think, what we treat as reality, but, you know, perhaps actually it's, you know, um, a different perspective and how other people, I mean, in the sense, you know, you know, not to go too deep into it, but in a sense how, you know, like in, in, in life, how, you know, we talk about reality, but, you know, in reality, you know, there are many realities, as many as there are people and perspectives in this world. Yeah. So, so yeah, playing with that, 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 that notion is, is, I think, one of the things that I love, uh, display and also uh yeah not to go high polluting about it but it it does so in a very personal and relatable way you know mm-hmm. uh, a relationship between father and son a relationship between, between failed lovers you know uh, sort of uh, strained or or maybe you know um failed out relationship between uh friends you know mm-hmm. and and talking about hopes and dreams and talking about you know uh, as you mentioned as well you know running away you know or or moving on you know yeah even that in a sense you know which perspective is that is he running away or is he trying to simply move on with his life you know so and it's it's lovely that it's not you know it's not sort of defined in a certain way at all is this or is that? But it allows the the, the reader, uh, it allows the audience to to experience that um, you know uh, from their own perspective as well. You know, for them to, to sort of fill in those gaps um, uh, with their own imagination and their own perhaps life experiences, and in that sense, really relate to it. Mm-hmm. And it would be so interesting, right? I mean, what one person's reality will be so different from another person's reality in terms of uh, even understanding the play or relating mm-hmm. to the play. It's going to be such such different experiences for everybody in that sense as well. Um, and the play has been running for a while. Um, what has the reaction been so far? I mean, what are some of the feedback that you guys have been getting? Oh, I mean, uh, this uh, this is the, the feedback we, that we've been getting a lot. Like, uh, I think one of the things is that you know a lot of people are saying, "Oh, it feels very Malaysian," which is <laughs> such a wonderful, uh, you know, wonderful feedback to get. And in fact, some of the feedback that we got was that, "Oh, this is an Irish play," you know. Yeah. So you know, so you know, I mean, um, you know, they don't know it's it's, it's Brian Fields, it's you know. So so that's that's how I, I think I think uh, how it's been. And uh, but but the more the more recent uh, and interesting feedback that I think uh, that I sort of gotten is, is how like a young man approached me the other day and said, oh you know it's it's oh it's set in 1997 you know yeah you know but you know it's it's so you know it's 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 a different kind of world and this, this is the thing like I, I feel like this this adaptation is not just it's not just between cultures it's not just east and west or you know ireland and, and malaysia but it's also a bridge between the gap uh, in time really in mm. generations mm. because yeah the, this play was uh, written and you know not perhaps not written but but uh, first stage in 1964 yeah. which is a which is a long time ago but it's still you know there, there's a lot of you know again that humanity sort of transcends that time you know that the gap of time and culture yeah. i mean some of the things that they, they were asking why not adapt it to current times 2022 mm. for 
example, you know. But but then again, you see that a lot of things, you know, a lot of communication is very different then, you know. I mean, and, and I think that's, that's why 1907 seemed like a sweet spot uh, uh, for it because, I mean, there were handphones then, but it was not as, uh, you know, Prevalent or yes, it's prevalent, used, you know, yeah. uh, widely used. So, so yeah, so you know, when you want to say something to somebody, you want you want to, you know, want to communicate something, you gotta be there, you know. Uh, so that, things like that. So, so there, there are a lot of um, cultural differences, not just like I said, not just uh, about about east or west or whatever, but also uh, just time and generation. You know, the, the 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 norms of the day like I think the young man was you know quite disturbed by you know some of uh, how Danny's friends were talking about women. I mean, uh, of course it, it was exaggerated, you know, exaggerated uh, boyish bravado. Yeah, but you know, but still, you know, he was like, oh wow, you know, they can, you know, they spoke like that. You know, it's uh, which is an interesting uh, feedback to get uh, when it comes to this kind of uh, adaptation. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so interesting, isn't it? Because the audiences are so different. You've got so you know people who were probably born in '97 who are now watching it, isn't it? And like, mm, some things don't sound quite right, but uh, that shows also the passage of time. That shows also you know how we've progressed or, or how we've uh, changed as society as well. And and mm-hmm. the way it's like how we watch Friends now, and some things don't quite sit so right, isn't it? I'm just guessing uh, yeah. we're in that mm-hmm. same generation. Um, so that's that's really interesting. So it hasn't been sort of like updated in that sense, right? To like this post-pandemic world, nothing. It's following whatever was, uh, you know, uh, Joe's adaptation in 97, as you said. Yeah, yeah, quite, uh, quite right. And I, and I think that's, you know, that's also very important, you know. I mean, I mean, yes, you know, adaptation, you know, uh, is important since sort of to bridge that. Mm. But, you know, I, I do think that to sort of alter it, you know, too much or, or sort of change it to suit, it's, it's kind of a disservice to, you know, to the to the play, of course, yeah. and, but also to ourselves, you know, mm. as audience members. Because, you know, we want to look at things, you know, as, as they are. You know, and to appreciate them. I mean, I mean, of course, we, you know, you know, we have every right to judge it or to whatever. But it's it's important to to appreciate it for what it is. You know, mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of the context, uh, you know, would be very different. Very, very, you know, would disappear. And you know, and a lot of the lessons as well from, uh, I guess, from that generation can be lost by just altering to yeah. suit our yeah. current taste. I, I think, yeah. yeah. I mean, we shouldn't be rewriting history. History is history, right? And um, yeah. that was the that was what it was like at the time. So yeah, and you've got a lovely cast, of course, performing. You mentioned a few of them. Uh, who are some of the others that we might see on stage? Oh, okay. I mean, few of cast. I think. Uh, let me just say, it's a wonderful mix bag of levels of experience, for example. And, and I think I have to say as well, I have to acknowledge that it is a kind of staple of, of you know quite a few uh, actors to be productions to sort of have that. You know, I think it's also part of their plan of continuing, you know, uh, over generations. Sorry, I'm, I'm, you know, talking a lot. But what I mean by all this is that we, we have like, for example, we have like a uh, third American. We've got Patrick Teo, you know, we've got, uh, uh, I mean, both of them have been doing this for, you know, yonks, right? Um, and then, you know, we've got Andre. And, and you know, so, so they, these guys have been doing this for a long time. You know, and then uh, with that, we have a mix of, of sort of the experience, you know, like Amanda Ang, Tan Meng King, you know, and then uh, uh, and then we have uh, the young ones, you know, um, and happily so. And this is, I think this is a, a very important uh, aspect of the casting and this display. You know, um, we've got the actors from the T4AP program, alumni from T4AP uh, program. Mm. And also we have, um, which is Nabil Zakaria and, and Tin Raman. 
And then um, we have active student actors, really, from uh, uh, the Tutas program, the Taylor's University Active Studio program uh, that they have at Taylor's. And, and so, yeah, so we have this mixed bag of, you know, the veterans, you know, and the experienced, you know, and the, the, the fresh ones, you know, which is a very... Uh, important aspect, uh, I think, of our practice because because you know, I mean, like for me personally, I feel like that's that's how we learn best by doing, mm. you know, and and you know what a you know what an experience uh, it must be, you know, to 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 start out in theater, you know, and and get to work with uh, you know such veterans like you know um, Patrick and Frida. I mean, in fact, I mean that's how I started as well, you know, yeah. uh, getting the opportunity to work with you know, getting to uh, not to work with them but learn from them, observe them, and learn them. Uh, it's it's. It's such, nothing beats that. Nothing beats, uh, you know, uh, on-site experience, <laughs> I suppose. Um, like nothing yeah. beats watching the play live, isn't it? It's yeah, nothing beats, yeah. Being yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I can say, you know, because, I mean, 10 years ago, was this, well, I think it was 10 years ago, you know, I was, I was in this play. I, was, I played one of the boys, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's so wonderful to see the sort of role you know, in, in, you know, having younger people come in and experience that, you know. And I, and I think it's, a, it's such a such a good um, exposure for them. Yeah. Because again, you know, um, as actors, you know, I mean, we can learn in theory, but nothing beats having the experience and especially having the experience with much seasoned actors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so the play is uh, still being staged, but I understand, and you just told me this just before we started this interview, that tickets are actually just sold out. Oh my goodness. Uh, yes. Yeah. But I mean, congratulations, uh, of course. No, I mean, fortunately and unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I guess, I guess if you, you know, I guess if you really, you know, want to uh, watch it, you know, I mean, you can try because sometimes, you know, it doesn't happen. You know, I think drop out or, you know, people cancel last minute, you know, things like that happen. Okay. So if you're really keen on it, you can still you know give it a shot if you like. Yeah, yeah, and and it is going to be staged right up till uh, this weekend, right, the 17th of July, and I uh, believe tickets yes. are 68 ringgit flat. Um, and if anyone would like to try their luck, you know, do head to cloudticks.co and they can find some information there. Just check and see. Who knows? You might get lucky. You might be able to catch this play. If not, I just say I think it's time. Uh, you know, you might be considering a restaging then, right? Since it's so popular <laughs> and sold out. Uh, well, thank you so much, uh, Omar, for joining me. Today. Any last message you'd like to leave? Any final sell, uh, you know, for Philadelphia, here I come. Anything at all you'd like to leave our listeners with? Anything at all? Anything at all. <laughs> no, no, it should not be that. No, I, I, I just, you know, basically, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to feedback, really, you know, like uh, what people think. You know, I mean, yeah, we've done this, you know, many, many times uh, over the years. But it's, it's, it's interesting to see how things go. Because I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, restaging and reworking things and uh, developing things. I hope, you know, people, you know, people that do watch, people who do have tickets, you know, would, would just take some time and just, you know, put some feedback, put some thought into, into, uh, uh, into what you've seen, you know, into your experience. Okay. okay. Thank All you. right. And I hope to, you know, I hope we catch up some more. I hope there's, I'm sure there's a lot of plans in the pipelines. So we're really excited, uh, you know, hopefully we can chat even more. But thank you again for joining me today. I've been speaking to Omar Ali, who works in dramaturgy and development at the Actors Studio. We were talking about the latest staging of Philadelphia, Here I Come. Again, tickets are unfortunately sold out, but, you know, try your luck. Just head to cloudticks.co to find out if any, there are any dropouts or if you can get your tickets. The play is running until this Sunday. Uh, tickets are priced at 68 ringgit flat. If you'd like to find out more, you can also head to klpack.org for more information. And if you miss any part of our interview today, you can always download the podcast at bfm.my slash front dash row, or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9.
Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.